this is, is really good, good advice. Hi, I'm Nomi. And this is Joel. This is the show where we give really good answers to your really good problems. Hello everyone, we have taken over the podcast, we are aliens. Precisely, we're going to answer your questions. Yes, we will answer your humanoid questions based upon the parameters given in your electronic mail questions. Just kidding, um, there are not aliens taking over the podcast today. But we are going to be answering your wonderful questions. So let's jump right into the first question we got. So this question is from B. And B wants to know, with the COVID happening and, you know, the world is in a weird place, uh, they want to know, how can I make Halloween special for my sister who can't go trick-or-treating this year? So if the question is what parts of Halloween can be done solo, um, I think a lot of it. I think a lot of parts of Halloween are a, a solo activity. I mean, costumes can only get more outrageous when you're alone. Your birthday suit suddenly becomes a viable Halloween costume when you're on your own, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there's nothing stopping you just hanging out naked the whole day. And it's a great time, and it does count as a costume. Yeah, I mean, if you need a costume, there are many, many ways you can get around that. And you don't even you don't, you don't need to spend money. You don't need to see other people for you to be in costume. Like if if you take a box and you just get into it and cut out a hole for your head, suddenly you're celebrating Halloween like a pro. Your box man, your box man, the superhero, or box woman, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. would be an excellent uh, superhero idea for a solo Halloween adventure. Um, I think that if you're looking for activities, though, right? Because once you're in your costume, you're, you're, you're good to go. Once you're either in your, your birthday suit, once you're either dressed as box man, or once you've you know, eaten so many candies that you could actually create a quilt out of the wrappers you've made, wrap it around you like a shawl, and call yourself the nasty, nasty junk candy man, then you've got to look for activities. Pumpkin carve? Yeah, pumpkin carving. That's, that is a fun one. But if you're alone, you can do dirty pumpkin carving, and that's even more fun. What's dirty pumpkin carving? Well, dirty pumpkin carving is when you create carvings out of the pumpkin that can be used in some very, very dirty ways. So, for example, uh, you cut out a face of someone um, that's looking a little bit angry, and then you, you put a, a curse word right next to it. You, you cut a little curse word next to it, so it looks like it's, it's doing something angry and, and dirty and, and raunchy. Or you could put a, a little cigar in its mouth. You see what I mean? You can, you can make like a dirty Halloween pumpkin carving. That's not what I thought you meant by dirty, honestly. Oh, uh, what did you think I meant? Uh, like you carve the pumpkin naked or something. Whoa, how, how could you even do that? Pumpkins already are naked. No, like you're naked. Oh my God, and you use the pumpkin in a variety of obscene ways? No, I, well, I, no, See, I don't think not... we can recommend that on this podcast <laughs> necessarily. But I, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. I, you know, we can't necessarily 
advocate for trying to use the, the pumpkin in a variety of sort of interesting and intricate sexual positionings, but we, we can't make you not try and experiment. You, you can experiment all you like. So if we're trying to move off the track of, uh, of pumpkin carving, because, you know, it's kind of boring, what, what are the fun stuff to do for Halloween? What are the big boy, you know, activities? What are, what are some good, you know, um, adult stuff that you can do for Halloween? Pranking your neighbors. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's, that's, that's the trick of yeah. trick or treat. It's, it's part number one. What are some good neighbor pranks? Give me one. You can go through the doggy door and mm -hmm. steal all their milk. Dressed as a doggy or dressed as yourself? Uh, birthday suit. Birthday suit. That's what the point of the birthday suit was. Exactly, That's good. Exactly. Um, now, if you chose to go for box man or ba box woman, you're um, you no, you actually have other chances. Mm. You have other choices you could make. Like you could pretend to be your neighbor's Amazon package, um, and then when when they open you, um, you're in your birthday suit under the box because you know box man doesn't wear anything inside the box. God no. So that's how he's box man. It's kind of like another way to get into their house naked. And that's the ultimate goal of this prank because. There's nothing not funny about the neighbors discovering you buck naked in their living room. That's that's hilarious. And it's in the spirit of Halloween because you're sort of like a ghost. You're sort of sliding yeah. around, haunting, yeah. you know, creeping them out, being a little, a little freaky, maybe knocking over some pots and pans, slamming mm -hmm. the door. Um, I like this idea of pretending to be an Amazon package, though. I really, I really like this concept. You can box yourself up, knock on the door, and they'll see this package and they'll think, I remember ordering this. <laughs> and then and then your neighbor will this? be like, Debbie, did you order something from Amazon? And then before you know it, they'll be fighting about how Debbie keeps spending Richard's money and you know he's gonna take her credit card. They can't afford all these Amazon packages they're, of their neighbors. They're going into debt all because Debbie has a shoe problem. Amazon shoes aren't even good. Why does she keep buying them? Is she trying to mask something? How many about shoes are relationship? in this box that weighs like 200 pounds? What's it, up with this? And you get to sit in that box and just watch a relationship unravel at the seams. It's truly beautiful. Yeah, and, and it's like a play on the traditional ding-dong ditch, but this is more of the ding-dong relationship destroy. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a timeless childhood prank. Truly um, hilarious. If you want to make it a little creepier and less um, soul-wrenching, you can also start trying to threaten them with an Amazon package. So this is a fun little thematic way to do this. So you call your neighbors up and you just go like really in like this low raspy voice, just like, your package is seven stops away. And then they'll be like, what, what the hell? We didn't order an Amazon package. And then they'll do the fight again, but this time you're not there yet. And then you get to show up and kind of throw in the punchline on the joke. Um, so yeah, you'll be laughing in the box. If you have a friend, they can dress up as a creepy zombie delivery driver who hurls the box in a ridiculously, you know, uncaring, unsafe manner right on their doorstep like a you know, real delivery driver. So let's say we're not trying to involve anyone else, right? Mm -hmm. No neighbors, no friends dressed as creepy delivery drivers, unfortunately. No box man. What can you do alone that can really spice up the day or the, the evening, I suppose? What's, what's something that you can really sort of dive into that, that's 
a traditional Halloween uh, getup, a traditional Halloween uh, activity. So Halloween is a great time to take something that's normally absolutely disgusting mm -hmm. and make it a thematic activity for the holiday. So for example, um, rotting fruit is not something you would ever voluntarily deal with. But on Halloween, it's actually part of the holiday. So take this time to get your sister to clean out your fridge. It's kind of a double whammy of like, this is on theme, but also clean out my fridge. It smells and I don't know why. You could put them to work uh, cooking. You could put them to work making you Halloween themed desserts. Fun sort of gelatin based spooky um, treats. I, you know... Really try and milk this holiday for everything it's worth to get as much, uh, you know, well, free free effort out of that sibling as possible. I mean, it's it's like you're not going to get them this excited again until Christmas. And after that, it's like months and months and months until you can get them to do anything. So use this time as an excuse to put them to work. I mean, anything where you add the word spook to the front of it, it it's viable in October. You know, studying, boring. Spooky studying. There you go. Now that's a good time. Like, let's be honest. Your sister's not going to have fun anyway. So let's make it fun for you at least. Yeah. Why don't you get something out of it? You work hard. Well, I hope, uh, I hope that can help you out, give you some ideas for what to do um, on Halloween. And let's, uh, let's read our next question by Jay. It says, as the seasons start to change... I can't help but worry about my seasonal depression. The combination of cold, damp, and dark makes my moods terrible. Do you have any advice for making my space more cozy so I can fight off the sad? Wow, that's really sad. I'm sorry, Jay. I, I, I thought we asked for fewer pathetic questions. Yeah, but we still get mostly pathetic questions. I find that when people want advice, it's because their situation is pathetic. That's pretty sad, guys. Why can't you ask us cool advice like how to rob a bank or how to become president? I mean, why do we need to answer these sort of, you know, mental health crises sort of questions? They're just, they're a little lame. I mean, if you can even call it a crisis. Just it's, sad. It's mental health. It's just in your head, bro. Yeah, everyone just sad. Just be happy. It's like not hard at all. Yeah, try smiling. Maybe, you know, try Smiling laughter. boosts endorphins. If you just smile, you'll actually feel happier. Exercise. Everyone knows that the best thing to say to a depressed person is get up off your ass, stop being so lazy, go for a run. No depressed person doesn't want to hear that, and no depressed person isn't going to be helped by that. But to be fair, Jay didn't just whine at us about generic depression, did they? I, I, I appreciate that, Jay. You whined at us about a specific form of depression, seasonal. Depression Seasonal caused depression. by the, the cold and by the, the dark yeah. and by the damp. It's the second best depression. Definitely. I, I, and I've heard this technique. This was ta taught to me by uh, one of my old, old, old buddies way back in, in school. I think the key is to make sure your space has as much sort of light as possible that mimics um, the sunlight. And so a, a heaving inferno of, of hot. Uh, burn your trash. Burn the trash in your trash can and do that every night. That is, it's a little sun. It's your own little sun. It's your the little things. Sun. Yeah, it is. It is the little things that help you get through the winter. And mm -hmm. it, it is those little things. So if you don't have a backyard or porch or house insurance, 
Uh, don't worry, we have other ideas for your seasonal depression. Um, another great thing to do if you have seasonal depression is to sleep in your drying machine. Um, everybody knows the feeling of that dry, warm blankets and towels that um, are kind of like the luxuries of life. Um, so you should go a step further and just dry yourself. Put yourself on that uh, quick dry cycle. It's just 20 minutes. Yeah, what settings do you recommend? What are the best settings to, to dry a human? Um, just the quick dry is the best one, I think. Just because you don't want to waste too much time being in the laundry machine. There's You don't get Wi-Fi in there, so it can get a little boring. What about delicates? Sometimes I like to put on the delicate setting if I'm going to go into the dryer, just, just to treat myself. That's if you're... Delicates is good if you're crying, mm -hmm. um, but otherwise I wouldn't recommend it just because it's not going to heat you that well. And what you need to do is you need to bring a pod, you need to bring your, your iPod in with you, right? The iPod, you get the little earbuds. Nobody has iPods anymore. No one has iPods anymore? No, no, no. People oh. don't use iPods. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, whatever people it's use to listen to music in 2020. Phone. Okay, well, you vinyl bring your phone player. in. You bring your vinyl player in. <laughs> you bring your Walkman, whatever you have. No, nobody just... uses Walkmans. What? Okay, I, sometimes I feel like aliens really did take over this podcast. Well, what you do is you take the, the, the headphones and you listen to as dramatic music as possible. Maybe some, some Fleetwood Mac, something really that just will tear your or heart out. Or maybe this podcast. Maybe this podcast. It's something that will just uh, tear the, the heartstrings. So you, you put yourself on that spin cycle while sobbing. The sob, spin, rinse, dry, banging around, uh, bruising sensation, along with the sort of oppressive heat. It's going to feel like you're back in the womb. And that's, that's a comforting feeling in the cold dead of winter. Absolutely. And the, the kicker is after you're done with this, um, go into that lint area of your, of, of your drying machine. And that, that lint is perfect for setting your house on fire. It's a good fire starter. Um, and it'll really get anything burning. And once you're done in the dryer, you literally have to take yourself to the doctor at that point because you're going to be, you're going to probably be bleeding from several places, bruised up, maybe concussed. You have to go get the help you need. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you go get the, the treatment required, even if that treatment is ultimately for a concussion. And most likely health insurance will now cover your treatment, so you will no longer have to pay out of pocket for mental illness uh, examinations. One downside, you will need a new dryer. You're going to break your dryer. You're a 200-pound person. You're going to break your freaking dryer. Yeah, but it, it makes up for it in, in the medical fees. Yeah, I mean, in this country, considering the cost of, uh, of, of certain, certain treatments, I think, I think it's definitely worth it to just buy a new dryer. Another really good option for keeping yourself cozy is to put up uh, inspirational posters. Do you remember those posters that you saw in, in sort of third grade, fourth grade that would say something generic like, shoot for the stars and if you miss, you'll still be on the moon or something? Yeah. Yeah, those that just cover head to toe in those. Make that your wallpaper. That's the sort of thing that can keep you that can keep you going. Those positive, inspirational messages. Why do you think your elementary school, that third grade teacher, is always so happy all the time, always so smiley? They would take sips from their Wait, special teacher mine flask. Mine was. My third grade teacher was the jolliest man ever. Oh my he god! Would, he what? would take sips from a special teacher flask, which he said always had mm, a mix no. of orange juice no, and no, no. and water because it was it was too strong. Otherwise, if he didn't put water in, too much orange juice. 
And and he would he would sing with us, he'd dance with us, he'd have all these inspirational posters. He seemed like the happiest man. No, my third grade teacher would drink out of his special teacher flask and fall asleep at his desk. And then if the students woke him up, he would snap at us, sometimes biting children. Did he have inspirational posters around? Yeah, yeah. The inspirational posters, the, the corners were falling off the wall. I remember really distinctly. They were disgusting. They're sort of curling. Oh, no. Yeah, so I don't think the oh, posters... Oh, no. Listeners, I may have given you terrible advice here. Yeah, I, I think this yeah. is really bad advice. I, I take it all back. It, stick mm-hmm. with our earlier um, ideas. I think that, that the stuff we talked about earlier is better. Okay, so the next question is from S... And S wants to know, how can I make college friends as a commuter? Depends on your mode of commuting. If you take a yacht to school every day, it's going to be really easy to make friends. Yeah. Consider upgrading your mode of commuting. Kids who take a private jet to school are cool. Kids who take a helicopter to school are cool. If you take the bus, you're going to be a lame-o blame-o. You don't want that. It, it, It comes down to how you arrive at school What's the whip and what's the drip? And and honestly, you got to go with the private jet or the helicopter. That's okay. the only way to make it happen. So like realistically, commuters are commuting because they don't have the money to live on campus. And um, a private jet or yacht is not going to cut it in the budget. Oh. But I do have an alternative, cheaper version for a commuter who still wants a cool whip as mm. the, the kids are calling mm. it. And that is a mule. So a mule is an excellent conversation starter that's really going to get you to have... I'm sorry, by a mule, do you mean a cross between a horse and an ass? Sometimes known as a horse's ass? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That is what I'm talking about. So um, mules are wonderful creatures because you can name them anything you want. Most people give mules um, human names, uh, such as Steve Arino, Sigmund Freud, um, Shakira, etc. Et Frederick cetera. Barbarossa. Exactly. That was my, my exactly. kid. But you could also name your mule anything in the world. You can name them um, after a food, like uh, macaron. You can name your mule after household objects. Although, if you're trying to score credit at college, maybe just name it after the uh, the headmaster. That That's is a very classic. smart. Name it after yeah, the president yeah. of the college. They'll love getting a mule named after them. It's a big honor. So once you name your mule, and this is a very important step, um, you are going to have people asking you a lot of questions about the mule. They really want to know, like, what is that? <laughs> you no, know, what is that creature? How do you possibly ride it to school? Why the hell does it smell like that? Oh my God, it's pooping everywhere. What are you going to do about that? Oh my God, it's kicked over Mrs. Littman. She's in the hospital with a concussion. How are you going to pay for this? And those are all conversation starters. Exactly. Oh, and people might ask you if the mule can breed and the answer is no. So that's a really fun fact. Yeah, no, mules, they can't breed because um, they're an unholy hybrid between an ass and a horse. It's really, it's quite disturbing and um, quite the conversation piece. Yeah, it's really cool. But the, the beauty of a mule is that the reason, you know, humanity has bred them like this is so that they're a bit bigger. So you'll actually probably be able to bring someone else uh, riding on your mule and people will love that all your, all all the kids in the class and you you walk into class smelling like mule poop and everyone will say oh my gosh s 
are you the person who comes into school on a mule? And you'll be like, yeah, um, her name is Swiffer and she's a darling. And everyone's going to want to come with you after class to check out your mule. You'll have a bunch of friends in no time. I mean, romance movies, action movies, the cool guy, the, the one who gets the girl, they always have an awesome motorcycle that they can sort of say, hey, hop on, babe, and they jump on the back. A mule is like six motorcycles worth of, of, of panty dropping. It is unbelievable how sexy to ask someone, hey, hop a pop my ass and we'll take a stroll down memory lane. Because that mule can actually carry up to 300 pounds. You'd be surprised. They're way stronger than they look. Yeah. Um, so, so long as you pick a sufficiently slender uh, woman, you should be perfectly fine to have them hop on your back and go, you know, eight to nine miles an hour. Yes. And if you, uh, this is actually great advice because other than the mule part, um, you should follow whatever main characters are doing in movies uh, always. So for example, don't go to the bathroom. That's disgusting. And main characters don't do that. Characters who have friends don't go to the bathroom. It's always the loser who has to go, you know, poop. Um, yeah, learn to hold it. Yeah. Like your, like your donkey will. Yep. Um, also you shouldn't have any errands to run ever. No chores, nothing. Like everything you do should move the plot along. Yeah. Remember your life is a story and, uh, everything else is just pointless details that the audience doesn't care about. So don't worry about debt. Debt is boring and the audience doesn't care about debt. Get credit cards and max them out and look cool. That is how you be a successful commuter. And honestly, that is really good advice for life. I mean, mm-hmm. it, if you want to seem cool, you have to outspend your friends. That's There's, there's no other way. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I think that is all the time we have for really good advice this week. Yeah, before the aliens kill us and probe us. And, and, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, he's kidding, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. And yeah, this has been Joel. This is Nomi. And this has been really good advice.